I love that the trend in clothing now is about like unbothered luxury. Well, that is why you need to check out Quince. It is a game changer. I now have a wardrobe of luxury essentials that a transition from one occasion to the next. I look like a classy lady and I stay on budget. There are 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. Are you kidding me? Also, I love their organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops that look good on everybody. And now they have timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. I love their cashmere. It is so soft and the quality is amazing. The gray one that I've had for years still looks brand new, but I've added different colors to them this season because who doesn't love fabulous cashmere? Also, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash juicy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash juicy to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash juicy. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Heather McDonald has got the juices scoop. When you're on the road, when you're on the go, Juicy Scoop is the show to know. She talks Hollywood tales, her real life mister, segment serial data, and serial sister. You'll be addicted and addicted fast to the number one tabloid real life podcast. Listen in, listen up. Woo woo. Heather McDonald. Juicy Scoop. Hello, and welcome to Juicy Scoop. Okay, I've got a super juicy show for you, and it's basically two parts. The first part is a super juicy interview I did with Shannon Ivey, who has gone deep into Epstein, Epstein Island, and what has unfolded in the last month. you got to listen to this. Then I have return hilarious guest, real, a real housewife, former producer, and funny host, Carlos King, is here. We're going to talk all things Bravo, reality shows, who got fired, what the prison sentence means, what's the future of Housewives. So juicy, so funny. So now for a really good show. Hello and welcome to Juicy Scoop. I have a return guest, Shannon Ivey. Welcome back. How are you doing? Doing great. How are you? You're looking fabulous. Oh, thank you. So I had Shannon on before because... um, She's a journalist. She teaches at uh, in at the university in Texas, but she also runs an incredible Ivy Farms, which is the name of her TikTok and social media that helps children in foster care that have been through traumatic experiences. And I came across your page and we connected. And while I was in the British Virgin Islands and the Virgin Islands, um, you popped up, of course, because I follow you. And I was like, this is so crazy, this coincidence Mm -hmm. that I'm here about this attorney general of the Virgin Islands, Regina George, who filed a lawsuit and then subsequently was fired very, very shortly after with really no explanation to the public and really no media attention on why this is so incredibly juicy. And 
so I want you just tell, explain this whole situation and how it re- pertains to Epstein and, you know, G Max is what I like to call her, a Ghislaine, and the fact that now she's been convicted and a lot of things are propping up where not one other sex trafficker has ever been named. As and of it, December 29th. And it I want to one yeah. year that she's in jail, that G Max is in jail and yeah. for trafficking children to no one. Right. And, and, and in saying that, no one's saying that she shouldn't be there. Right. But we're saying, where are all these, where are these people and yes. why are they not being exposed? Okay. So now let's get into what this uh, woman, Regina George, is, what is her background and how long has she been in the job and all of that? Okay, so first off, her name is Denise George. Sorry, sorry, she, Regina George. Regina George is from Mean Girls. Denise yeah. George. Sorry, Denise George. <laughs> I was actually apologize. Like, you know, perfect. yeah. Um, so Denise George has been the one lone holdout of hope in the Epstein case. I've been following her since the beginning because she was appointed by the current governor, Governor Albert Bryan, who uh, and she was appointed by him. Um, and that's a, we'll get into that in a minute, but um, she has been from the beginning saying, okay, I, I don't care who the money is. I don't care what I need to do. We're going to find answers because this is on my home turf and it's unacceptable. And so she went after the Epstein estate and she won at the end of November, $105 million. And that was to go uh, in various places. So one, it's going to several of the, the victims of Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. But number two, it was to recoup the tax dollars that Epstein got. And this is where it gets crazy. So, um, and let me kind of give you a hierarchy. Um, when Epstein was kind of in his full force, there was a man named Governor DeYoung. And his first lady, Cecil DeYoung, was Epstein's office manager in the Virgin Islands for a, and I forget the, it's Southern Trust Company, uh, which got um 80% of a tax reduction, and I want to get this right, uh, it, uh, 80% tax re- reduction, um, oh, I'm sorry, 90% tax exemption, and then 100% tax exemption on gross receipts and excise tax, which that's goods and services. So just like let that sink in. So he's got 100% tax exemption on goods and services, and what were his goods and services? Right? I don't know. What are his goods and services? Well, he was trafficking human beings. Right. Mm-hmm. So and he's getting a tax exemption for that. Well, the person who signed off on that is the current governor because he was working as the the chairman of the economic development. So to, uh, under the, the former governor. So do you see the, the connection? Right. Um, so that so these two governors have been <clears throat> highly right. tied to benefiting by having Epstein on their right on their land. And, yeah. yeah. And so in comes Denise George and Denise George was like, OK, not only am I going to get back that money for the U.S. Virgin Islands, which if you've been there, you know, there's a lot of people suffering there. Yes. And the infrastructure is terrible. And so she goes to get back the money that the current governor signed off on. And so she's recouping something that our current governor, the uh, governor, Albert Ryan, gave to him in the first place. 
So then she starts to go after the real money, which was JP Morgan. And she filed it in New York City. And the sources say that she filed this huge lawsuit in New York City without bringing in the current governor. Well, I mean, anyone with half of a brain cell would see that that would be a bit of a conflict of interest um, to bring in the current governor, because clearly they were all involved in this. They don't say that. But um, so she filed it on December 27th of 2022. Um, Biden was there. And this is where it gets sketchy with like putting this on the Internet, because my channel got completely screwed when I just showed the truth. Now, is there a connection with Biden? I have no idea. But Biden was there on... Because uh, Biden has owned a home there for many decades, right? No. He uses uh, the home of Bill and Connie Neville. And they've got a mansion there. They own a company called um, U.S. Viking, which is the software that runs all of the wiring for AP, so Associated Press. So everyone is a journalist. I know. Um, uh, now I'm not saying there's a connection there. We're not saying that because the internet doesn't like us to assume. No, um, and it's fair. That's fair because there's no proof. But it's right. just a coincidence. Yeah, coincidences are fun. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, um, yes. uh, Denise um, gets fired, and there is nothing that says, "Hey, she got fired over the." you know, Epstein case other than sources that, you know, are telling their local journalists that, yeah, she didn't keep the governor in the loop. And this has been an ongoing problem because all of them were involved in it, I'm sure. And that's assuming, um, but there is, you know, uh, correlation does not equal causation, but it sure is raising a lot of questions. So now what happens to Regina? Sorry, Regina. So what happens to Denise? What happens to Denise George now? Has any, has she given any interviews? Is she just being silent? Does she ever work again? Does she go to, I assume, does she go? This is what sucks. Yeah, she did give a statement, but uh, against a paywall of the New York Times. And so, yeah, she gave a statement to the New York Times, but you can't see it unless you have a subscription to the New York Times, which sucks for the, like, the entire universe right now, because we're all looking at this global sex trafficking ring of children. I'm not going to call them young ladies because they're not. They're kids. They're below Mm -hmm. the age of 17. And um, we can't see what her response was. And her response was, of course, very diplomatic, thanking the governor for appointing her, but also kind of getting a dig in there saying, look, we're going after a really large case. And she's been removed from the case. The case has not been struck as of right now in New York City. Um, and her second in command is now part of that um, and leading that charge. But she was the fire. And it's really disappointing to see that she's been fired. And, um, you know, and, and not knowing any other people besides Prince Andrew, which, by the way, in all the hairy stuff and all that's been going on, <laughs> he doesn't even talk about his uncle. Like, we would have so much respect if they if he was like, you know what, Megan and I are really grossed out how my family handled this, and that is really why we left. That's why we left, and then all the, now because we left, now I'm going to give you the the dirt about my brother pushing me on the dog bowl, okay? And how I, I was how I was a victim. I mean, I'll get more, I talk more about that on the show, but I'm just saying like, why is no one talking about Prince Andrew? 
Why is in no all this royal stuff? Andrew, why is no one talking about the fact that the reason why he is who he is is because he's been on the backs of oppressing people for how long now? And to me, it's just they that family has been oppressing people for beginning of time, <laughs> whatever. I, what was that? I guess the beginning of time or the soon. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I lost you. Hang on. Just oh, wait. Um, there you are. Okay. Sorry. Um, no, you said that family has been impressing people. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. And so why is it that they are not um, discussing these things? I have no idea. And um, yes, I would have more respect if they talked about uh, Prince Andrew because he's a skis. So I have a very like simple question that I've wondered about for a long time. Now, we had these um, victims, survivors, they came forward, they gave testimony, they are who got Epstein, you know, arrested and behind bars and we got for until he, you know, quote unquote, killed himself. And then we have, you know, Maxwell. Do you think, because this is what I think, maybe they, maybe they gave names, but maybe they didn't. Because if you're a 16 year old girl and you're being trafficked, do you really know, could you really recognize one old rich guy from another and be like, well, this was the president of this financial institution. Well, this was a, a politician in Brazil. Like, you wouldn't really know. And so that's kind of why I'm wondering why we don't have these names as well as cover up. But maybe that's why as well, too, because 20 years ago, could they identify them today? And how would they identify them if they're, you know, being trafficked? Well, I think that there's two parts to that. As far as from the victim and the survivors, I think there's so much trauma involved that there are so many things that could happen. They could have been drugged. I mean, most trafficking victims that we've worked with, uh, drugs are a huge part of it. Uh, being inebriated in some way is a huge part of it. Uh, but the trauma involved of just uh, not knowing what's going on because they're so young and they've never been part of something like this. Um, I actually think they know exactly who was part of this because Epstein was known to to be incessantly paranoid. And there were loads and loads and loads of video that was found in a safe that magically disappeared because they didn't have the right... Um, uh, judges orders. And so as a result, a lot of this video got uh, magically, um, it, it just magically disappeared. And so I think they know exactly who is You mean part that, of this. that the officials know who? Whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, they, I, I think they, they know. know exactly who it yeah, was. Abso yeah, absolutely. And I always thought, you know, that's really how he made his money was that I think he would, in this is just my opinion, uh, have relationships with these powerful people and men, invite them to the island or the home or whatever, have a crazy night, which involved using and trafficking these these children, and then be like, you better give me this money or give me this donation because I've got video of you, you know, in relations with a 16-year-old. So the former CEO, I think his name is Leon Black of Apollo, paid Epstein $158 million. $158 million. Now, now why was that? It, the deeper I've gotten into this, honestly, the more I see that blackmail was currency. 
And I really do believe that a lot of this, uh, a lot of these numbers that you see, I mean, it's hundreds of millions of dollars is about, you know, they, they were able to uh, blackmail some very powerful people. And there's a lot of money involved in human trafficking. I mean, whatever uh, the, you know, various human trafficking organizations say, oh, it's a billion dollar industry. Well, it, it really truly is a billion dollar industry where they are trafficking not only children, but human beings all over the world. And so I think, honestly, now that I've been researching this particular story for as long as I have, I think that Epstein was just a, a, you know, a pawn in a much larger scheme. And he was the fall guy. Uh, I think Ghislaine Maxwell is the fall guy. I think that there are some much larger people afoot, which is why Denise George was so important. She was she was the director of the White Collar Crimes Unit in the U.S. Virgin Island for several years. And so she went after the money and she knew how to do it. And so that's exactly what she was doing. She was uncovering. I mean, there's a 38-page, uh, well, heavily redacted piece that's on the internet that you can find of what she submitted to a New York court. And it's, it's all about the money. And so, yeah, Epstein was part of it and he's definitely the face of this, but there's so much money involved in this. And that's exactly what Denise George had uncovered. And that's exactly in my opinion, why she was fired. Um, just so disappointing. And then with you really being the only person that I even saw, and you know how much I'm on the internet and TikTok and everything. You said now that, um, what what do you do you think your channel's been shadow banned are you getting very little views what's happening no um, so i got a community guide by a uh, guidelines violation that threatened my entire channel it's the first one that's ever happened in all the years a couple of years i've been doing this and um it was about stating that biden was on the island a day before denise george got fired. And that's all I did. I didn't make an assumption. I even said in the comments that, you know, correlation is not causation. But the very fact that you say, this is not a red or a blue problem. This is not Democrat or Republican. I don't give a shit what you subscribe to when kids are getting hurt. Go after the bad guy. I don't care who that ends up being. Just go after them. I mean, I, th I think it's safe to say it's really powerful, rich, People, yes. again, Republican, Democrat, independent, who the hell cares? Yep. I totally agree. And I just mentioned it on my Patreon, and I got several comments that were like, Heather, it was the governor that fired her, not Biden. And I'm like, well, I don't think I said Biden. I just was saying, hey, I this is an interesting story that popped up while I was in the Virgin Islands that a day after he arrived on his vacation here, this happened. And I think that's just interesting. That's what I always say. In people go, you know, when Heather says interesting. Yes, it's interesting. It's, and you know, it's a quink a dinky. You know, like, why are these things like, it's like saying Voldemort and Harry Potter. If you say, okay, uh, that Bill Clinton was a huge part of Epstein's life. That's true. Why, why is it Trump was a huge part of Epstein's life? Why is that so frightening for people to go down that road and actually just ask questions? It doesn't matter what the answer is if kids got hurt. I don't it, care who it is. They, it, and I guess, you know, what I've come up with, Heather, is that people just don't know what a trafficked human being looks like. 
after they are trying to pick up the pieces. And that's what I've tried to do on my channel is just show what that looks like. Because if people actually knew what it was to pick up the pieces after you have been sold to rich men, um, I think that they wouldn't care either whether or not someone they voted for was part of hurting a kid. It, you just don't care anymore. I, I mean, honestly, I've, I've told people I'm really close to in my family, you know, I wouldn't care if it was you. Um, like if, if there was evidence that, you know, you were hurting a child in this way, I would be coming after you too, because it's just so damn damaging. And to see a kid who professionals are saying, there's no fixing them. There's nothing that we can do to help them. And just because they were a toy given to to rich men, fuck that. I, I, I'm sorry. It's just uh, I don't care if you get, you know, yourself upset because we're asking questions about someone that you really admire, you know, um, get over it. I, I totally agree. And okay, so here's the interesting thing about my trip. So I took a big Caribbean, Royal Caribbean cruise back in 2019 in June and June of 2019. And in that, we took like a day trip and went to one of these things and we went by. And the guy, he was from Atlanta and he was giving us a little tour. Now, this is 2019. Now, I knew about Jeffrey Epstein from back so wait, when was he- this before he died or yes no this before he got in trouble again so this is like the only thing the only way i know the epstein name was from the 2008 you know weekend jail situation right and um so but i you know wasn't super familiar and he goes oh and you know this is uh this is jeffrey epstein's island and look it up but uh presidents have been there and da 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 and so I'm like, raise my hand. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, let's talk more. And he he was like, I cannot just, I can't say anything more. And then he's like, came up to me after. He's like, don't say anything to anybody that I even said this on the tour. I love that the trend in clothing now is about like unbothered luxury. Well, that is why you need to check out Quince. It is a game changer. I now have a wardrobe of luxury essentials that a transition from one occasion to the next. I look like a classy lady and I stay on budget. There are 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. Are you kidding me? Also, I love their organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops that look good on everybody. And now they have timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. I love their cashmere. It is so soft and the quality is amazing. The gray one that I've had for years still looks brand new, but I've added different colors to them this season because who doesn't love fabulous cashmere? Also, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash juicy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash juicy to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash juicy. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Okay. Okay, wait a minute. You said da-da-da and said this. What no, exa- are no, you no, I said, what are you... 
He no, no, he he he, he just was like saying, "Look it up," and no, everyone, no one knew what he was talking about because this is before the second right. wave of Epstein. And I remembered from two thousand and eight, so I was like, "Wait, oh my god, he's and oh, I think I screamed out, he's a pedophile." And he's like, "Okay, like," and then he stopped talking about it, and then I go, "Wait, I want to ask you more questions," and he's like, "No, and don't tell." Anybody that I said this because I could get fired from the tour company. But he was just kind of having fun because he's American, you know, from Atlanta. Well, so the then. And the governor, they're, they were all. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he knew it and he knew he can't talk about it. So now we come back this year. And so we had our we had our own boat that my husband was captaining. So we go around the Epstein Island. And I mean, it really is gorgeous. It, it, we went around the it. side. It has this big, beautiful beach. And I'm like, look, I know that there are people that may have visited, been on the plane, and were invited there that did not partake in hurting children. Rich people invite you on vacations, and they're powerful, and you want to go to the party, and all of a sudden you're taking a, a photo with Harvey Weinstein. does not mean that you knew everything. I understand right. that part of it. Um because I'm like, yeah, this is incredible. So my question is, what is happening to that island? Do you know? Like, is someone trying to buy it? And where will the money go? They can't sell it. And it was named in the the, the lawsuit from November. Uh, half the proceeds are going to go to the Virgin Islands. But they can't sell it. Like, they can't give the thing away. In my opinion, I think that they need to destroy everything on it. And they need to make it a sanctuary. They need to completely flush that, get some folks on there to bless the island and get all the bad juju off and let it go back to being something for the people of the U.S. Virgin Islands. Because I, I it's... No, it should just that, be, it should be a yes. public island beach that you yep. could anchor your boat. There should be a restaurant there. You can hang out, you know, if you, you know, I'm just saying like, why not make it profitable? Because it is really pretty and the beach is really pretty. You know, I don't know, make, make it somehow better. I would not make it an orphanage. I would not make it anything with kids. I would just make it like something that, Hey, if you want to go to this beach, because it's a gorgeous beach, you can, and maybe in 10 years, people will go there and not always associate. I don't know. But what was the deal with the, the white thing at the top that I remember people said there were drone footage and who knows if that's true, that it was like, I don't know if that was the massage place or the sanctuary or do you ever remember hearing about that, that little yeah. white building at the top? It's like a square. The dome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it got ruined in a hurricane, which I'm a person of faith. And I think that, you know, I think the universe was just like, fuck that island, fuck that dome, and just destroy. Am I allowed to curse? I'm yes, so yes. Sorry. Okay. Uh, and, and destroyed that, you know, the 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 uh, marker of that island. Because I do think that it was probably a trigger for the victims and the survivors of this. I do. Um, uh, there's a lot of speculation of what was in the dome. But no, I've never seen anything definitive. But a lot of people have said that it was very ritualistic, um, which I would believe because uh, Epstein, the Harvard connection with Epstein was so super creepy. He was into, uh, he wanted to cryogenic or cryo freeze his penis. Um, and he wanted to make a race of Epstein kids. And he was studying how to 
create more um, superhumans um, with his sperm. And he was doing that through Harvard. That was one of the things he wanted to do in New Mexico was get women pregnant and just make like a baby factory, which, you know, that is happening. And of course, this is another Voldemort subject that, you know, you're not allowed to talk about that women's wombs are being rented out for rich people. They are. It happens in Ukraine. It happens in Russia. It happens in the United States. It happens on Facebook. Um, And it's, you know, he was a very ritualistic, weird, eccentric human being. And the more photos that have gotten out of the way he lived in New York, and it's just he had eyeballs all along his hallway in his New York townhouse. Yeah, the it, art, the art was so yeah, weird. yeah. It was just like he was a he was a you know very ritualistic, creepy guy. So I would assume that the dome was something along those lines, but who knows? Uh, but it got I just destroyed. remember seeing like dome, like somehow not dome. Um, what a drone like footage somehow, and you never know like how much was true of it. But it it does stand by itself. It does look very odd. Mm-hmm. It does look really weird, you know. And, and then it there's got like destroyed. a destroyed. Mother well, I mean, was like fuck those people. But it's still it's still the white part. I mean, the 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 main part of it is still there. And then there's like two houses, you know. And then there's like the beach that you come in. And there's all these signs: no trespassing, no trespassing, no trespassing, all over it. Um, Did you have, like, you seem to be a very intuitive person. Like, when you were around in 2018 and then now, did you feel, like, bad vibes? Did like, Or did you just look at it and you're like, oh, it's a really beautiful place? Like, did you sense anything when you were around that place? Yeah, I mean, right when the guy said it, I was like, yeah, Epstein's a pet. Like, I remembered the story, but it's crazy that... That all happened in 2008, and then he was having dinner parties after that. I, re- I mean, I, re- I, Chelsea Handler has talked about it herself. She got invited by Katie Couric. She went to a dinner there with Woody Allen and Soon Yi. And, and I remember being like, I went to Jeffrey Epstein's town hall. And I'm like, isn't that like the pedophile guy? Like, and I never, and, and again, because of what we were fed, it was like, oh, he hired, you know, whatever his defense was, he hired some, you know, prostitutes that might have been 17 is sort of like the way it was fed to us, you know, and, and then, what, of course, now we know everything that he went to the middle schools of, of the poorer neighborhoods. And I mean, just horrific of what happened in that case. And um, but like, you know, in defense of people, like I said, that may have gone there. And so you don't always like, you know, you're you're rising in in clout. And you're becoming a star and people are inviting you to cool stuff and you don't really go and Google everything before you go, yeah, pick me up at eight, I'll go, you know, so. And I think we're looking all at this also through the eyes of modernity because. What's modernity mean? I don't even know what that um, word means. Like modern day eyes. Okay. Okay. Because in 2008, I don't think people understand, it's only recent that we've started to publicly value uh, 17 year olds as a kid uh, and going, okay, their brains aren't fully functioning yet. They're, you know, they're not fully grown. They're important members of our society, but they also can be vulnerable to power structure. Back then in 2008, if you said a 17 year old, uh, you know, was a prostitute, 
they would have blamed the 17 year old. Oh, that's her fault for being there. It's her. What was she wearing? And I think in 2022, we've become more evolved. But when people talk about the 2008 story, like, why didn't anybody know? Well, it's because everybody was still blaming women then. <laughs> right. It's a very recent thing that we've started going, eh, maybe it's not the prostitutes. It's maybe the, you know, the and, and demand. We, and we know now that they were much younger than 17. Like yes. I said, they were at the middle school and these girls were desperate and they'd even tell their friend, if you want to make $200, like come with me, it'd be with this gross guy because they were poor and desperate. Well, and, and and got roped into it as well and got, you know, it's horrible. And that he was, you know, he was part of a, he went to on vacation to a camp, an artist camp in, what was it, Michigan? Uh, and he built a home there uh, where there was a bunch of kids who were artists around him. There were uh, the townhouse or the piece of property that he has in New York that was recently sold, what used to be owned by the Catholic Church. It was, I, I believe it was a uh, an orphanage of some kind. And then it was turned into this really high-end private, I believe, girls school. And he bought that piece of property. Like he was a sick human being. And P.S., everybody fucking knew it in 2008. They knew it. 10 years later, all of the people who were like, we didn't know, like when Bill Gates had that interview, which all, by the way, if you say him on the internet, your, your channel gets messed with too. But Bill Gates knew, they knew, um, everybody knew. It's just, they decided that it, just like Harvey Weinstein, well, you know, that's just kind of the breaks of that business. You know, he's really well connected. You don't want to make him mad. I mean, I was at a, a party in LA one time. Did I tell you this? I was at a party no. in LA one time and uh, I was at a sushi bar and I was broke and they had this huge spread. I can't remember what party it was. And I'm like sitting there getting food and this guy comes up and he pushes himself into the back of me. Right. And I turn around and I'm like, what fuck are you? And I, I was like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. And I mouthed off to him. And the person I was with came up to me and they were like, do you have any idea who that was? And I was like, I don't give a shit who that was. I don't want his old wrinkly balls in my back. And they were like, that was Harvey Weinstein. And I was like, I don't care. And I didn't know who he was. And it, but it was like, I had just desecrated like some sacred thing because I told this guy to get bent because he stuck his like thing in my back. And, but it was, that was the acceptable way to behave, to protect people like that. And PS, everyone at the party was yelling at me, telling me, and I was young, telling me that how, what an idiot I was for mouthing off to the guy. And I, I was like, so it's okay for him just to walk up to a perfect stranger and like shove himself at a sushi bar. Uh, no, and I just, I, re I remember I had a I had a friend who was setting me up with this like very powerful music producer guy that was like way older. And I was like, he's kind of funny. I go, but I don't I'm not interested. She's like, well, he really likes you. I'm like, he's like so much older than me. Right. I go, I'm not interested. And she goes, Heather, I mean, you're 27 and he likes you and you're like the oldest girl that he's dated. This guy was like 57. And I'm like, Oh, so I should like grab onto this while I can. Like, just the fact that people, I mean, just talk like that. And yes, it's all, you know, that aspect of it is very true. And 
I will. I will say but that's how they got these young girls. Yeah, Wexner. You know, they were like, "Do you want a career in modeling? Because this guy owns Victoria's Secret, or right. Donald Trump owning Miss What was it, Miss Universe? Yeah, this was such a good lead-in line for you know artists who had stars in their eyes who wanted a yeah. career. Right. You know, oh, you can have a career and you can be near these powerful men. And if you're young, if you don't have a support system at home going, hey, don't be dumb, Shannon. Yeah. Or if you don't have a little bit of moxie or street smarts going, yeah, you don't get to, you know, shove your old wrinkly balls at me. Um, you're like, I, I want to advance in a career. And that's that's how they got into a lot of these really beautiful girls who just, you know, were vulnerable to them. And it makes me sick that Denise George was the only person. And if you notice everything about this case, Heather, women were often the ones who were going, I don't care who was involved. I'm going to go after them anyway. I, it really was. It's been women. And it just oh, it makes me mad that she's been fired. So now do you think, and then we're going to wrap up, but do you think that, because everyone thought like, okay, well, when's, when is Ghislaine going to, like, spill the beans? And I'm like, well, what? it wouldn't even help her if she spilled the beans now. It would almost only hurt her because she's she has to do these whatever, 30 years, no matter what. The time to have done it, which she may have done it, and they still didn't go after them because who they are, would have been leading up to trial to, like, cut a deal. What do you think happened with all of that? Well, she already did. So Judge Preska in New York City... Uh, Virginia Giuffre went to Judge Preska and says, I want you to open up all the names. I don't want anything redacted. And Ghislaine and Virginia was, was like, the main, it was the main, the most um, right. like vocal Public. and well-known publicized victim. And she is the right. one that went to the nightclub with Prince Andrew and has the photo and all of that. Right. Okay. Right. So continue. And so she went and she was like, you know, I want everybody's names out there. And Ghislaine at first was like, no, no, no. But then after she was convicted, she was like, go ahead, open it. It was Judge Preska in New York City who said, mm, nah, we're not going to, we're not going it, to, it's really going to be bad for a lot of people. So we're not going to redact or we're not going to open up a lot of them because we don't know if it was just like you were saying earlier that they just like happenstance knew each other. But no, this is of public interest. There were, you know, th there are a lot of very powerful people involved. This is a, a, a very public case. She has zero right to say, no, we're going to keep these under wraps. And it's very interesting to look at Judge Preska's background, too, because she's got money in a lot of different places that have connections and all of the it's like a spider web of power. So we do have the names. The uh, people in our justice system have decided to protect them. And it's like money is winning out. So, so Ghislaine Maxwell has said, fine, open it up. But it's our justice system that has said, mm, maybe not. But could she ever, whatever, write a, a big long essay and send it to you? Like, could, do you think she'll ever just be like, I've got a fucking juicy story to tell or write a book from prison or give an interview, or whatever, or no, because then she would be killed? I don't know, um, because I don't understand what it is to live in a body that could, and a soul that could carry that the weight of so many victims and then shut up about it. I, I, 
I don't understand it. Um, no, I think she's just, yeah, a really evil, soulless person. I think you're right. So maybe she evil, just doesn't really care. Yeah. And, and, I don't know. I, and like after I, I had this like evil feeling about her after I read the instructions that she gave the staff. And how you remember that it was remind <laughs> remind us it was a it was this handbook for Jeffrey Epstein's estate, which by the way looked like like Floridian like grandparent retirees from like you know Boca, um, like that's what the way the house looked and everything else. It was so bizarre when I saw the pictures. Um, but she had this handbook that was like, don't look at, you know, Lady Ghislaine and Master Epstein. And um, I remember one of the people who were on the stand, his name was Juan, I believe. And she, she insisted that he change his name to John. I mean, it was just the way they treated the staff was so impersonal. They weren't allowed to discuss their personal lives. They didn't want they didn't want them to be human at all. And when I looked into that, because that bothered me so much, because I, I just think you you know so much about people um, when they treat like the bussers or the servers at a restaurant terribly. Uh, I just you just know a lot about them. It, this was that on steroids. And um, I remember looking into it and all of the folks that were on our channel that were from England was like, this is totally normal. And I'm like, no, it's not. There's nothing normal about treating the people who are in your home every single day, literally washing your vibrators, because that was one of Juan's jobs, washing the vibrators in the sex basket that they had them the massage Ugh. room and him not being able to use his own name. You know, it like that says everything you need to know about that woman. And I think that there's a chip missing. And in my opinion, if she ever sees your amazing show, um, I, I believe her her job to redeem herself in this life, it, her soul is to come forward and say something. Yeah, be a be an advocate. I, I mean, she's the only one who's taken the fall. Yeah. So it's totally true. Yeah. Well, isn't gosh, it they, ironic that all of these men have done this and a woman is in prison. It says it all. It really does. It really does. <laughs> it really does. It drives me nuts. And then a woman got fired for being really good at her job. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, God, I'm really glad you came on. Thank you so much. And, you know, telling tell everyone where they can follow you. Well, uh, at Ivy Family Farms is our TikTok channel. That's the one where I do a lot of reporting. However, we're getting, you know, community guidelines. So uh, at Shannon underscore Ivy is my backup account. And um, I'll keep talking about that. But you're also you're time. you're also um, at, on Instagram and you post there, too. So what's yep. the Instagram? Uh, at Ivy Family Farms okay, and it's I-V-E-Y. Yeah. So maybe just follow that just so then because I know it still pops up. And um, your show is amazing too. I, I, it's, it's so fun and you do such good work. Well, good. I mean, I, I, I like to have it fun, but it's, you know, this, it, this is super juicy and you're, you, you got so much info out and I really appreciate you going for it. So, and everything that you do on your farm and for kids and everything is just amazing. So just keep, keep fighting along. I really appreciate you. Oh, you've got such a good heart. You're, you're good people, Heather McDonald. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey, Bye. you're welcome. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So... 
You want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Wow, that was so informative and so very juicy. Now for some real fun juice with my good friend, Carlos King. Hello and welcome to Juicy Scoop. I have returned guest, third time actually, because Carlos King, we did a show here in LA, Woodland Hill Studios. You did my live show in New York, which was such a big hit. And now you're back here in LA. Welcome back, Carlos King. Thanks for having me back. Listen, you know I love you. I love the scoopers. I'm a juicy scooper. I know. Okay, so Lisa Renna has left Beverly Hills. And I I didn't talk about it. I I saved it for you. Um, When I saw it, I did write her. Is this a Juicy Scoop exclusive? It's not that juicy. Oh. I just said, you know, I think everybody doesn't know what to say in those situations. So I said, congrats on leaving the show. I love your Rinna Beauty. I'm wearing the <laughs> lipstick stuff now. It is the best. I tell everybody. And I said, come on, Juicy Scoop. Let's sell the shit out of that Rinna Beauty. Yes. And she did just a bunch of hearts. Aww. And I just let it be. Listen, I love her. Do I think she left? No. Allegedly. Yeah. I don't think she left. Listen. No. We know this being in Hollywood and being in the business. And I know this being a former Housewives producer who did nine years of Atlanta and two years of Jersey. It's like the mafia. You just don't leave. And if you do leave, like Lisa Vanderpump left because she didn't want to deal with her actions. Didn't wonder the reunion. Yeah, Lucy, that. Lucy, Apple Juicy. Yes. You know, there were reasons for that. Lisa Renna is a working actress who's been in the business for a long time. You're not going to leave your longest running gig. It's hard to get a gig in Hollywood, especially, and this is a bad thing, especially for women over a particular age. The doors aren't knocking like they used to. They're knocking for Kimberly Noel Kardashian, not Lisa fucking Renna. So I feel sad that she got let go, allegedly. But... So why did they let her go? Why do you think they let her go? I'm going to tell you something. I do want you to tell me something. (laughs) (laughs) I believe 
the casting decisions from these executives are now being made based off of Twitter. The response that these housewives are getting on Twitter. Lisa Renna became highly unlikable her last two seasons. And the Twitter mafia of the housewives mob, they were very, very vocal about their disdain for Lisa Renna. Is the reason why my friend Tamara Judge got let go, Dorinda Medley, Vicky Gulbenson, is based upon the atmosphere of Twitter. And because Lisa Renna got booed at BravoCon, and then she did the flip off. I was the there. Flip, yeah, yeah. And listen, and they, but the audience kind of loved it. They kind of cheered. They kind of were like, all right, give it back to us, girl. Yeah, and I also think a lot of it was the fact that, listen, as a creator of shows and as somebody who casts reality stars, it's not in your best benefit to diss the hand that fed you. Right. Right. Well, so also, I think all of that was just like went also into the decision. Also on, on In the Housewives, she was like, then put me on pause, Andy. Yeah. And... Um, but I also think, you know, obviously it all came down to, are you Kathy Hilton or are you Lisa Rinna? What's the truth? And, you know, and I really think this accusation that again, there was no audio or visual of it, which is Kathy Hilton in a fit of rage of not having this DJ play her best friend, LaToya's brother's music, Michael Jackson, she at one point threw out the racial slur. Yes. Not racial. No, the, the homo- gay slur. Homophobic slur. She said the F word. Yes, the homophobic slur. And this got out there. Yes. And I think the people that allegedly heard it, which is Lisa Renna, thought, well, my God, you know, half of Bravo audience are gay men and won't they be furious with this and they fucking weren't they weren't they were not they were like hey you've been drinking all day in aspen you had a rough day you wore slippers in the airport (laughs) she wanted to listen to michael jackson and they wouldn't play it and you're a 62 year old woman and it came out of your mouth we know you aren't trying to take our rights away to get married (laughs) And we, you gave us Paris Hilton, and we'll never turn our back on you. And they just didn't really care. And then everybody else was like, why does she keep bringing it up? And I think part of the reason she brought it up was because I think she was being a good little writer, producer, actress. For sure. And so she'd come to the party of Crystal's whatever 1920s party and she would bring it up. And I even think she might have gotten some pats on the back or a wink or whatever from the producers. But to the people at home who are really thinking they're watching a reality show are like, God, Lisa, like, let it go. You're causing problems for Kyle and her sister. Like, yes. who cares? And and so then the division happened. And, of course, it caused a lot of stress for Kathy and blah, blah, blah. And so... I think that happened. And then I, the other thing I think happened was the messiness with the social media. Oh, yeah. And <clears throat> this crazy kid, Patrick Summers, if he exists or not, if he's a woman, if he's a man, <laughs> if he's a catfish, if he's Andy Cohen himself, I don't fucking know. <laughs> oh, okay, theory. Who the hell knows who this cat is? But he threw himself in. Yeah. Got, and, and 
And I wonder if, like, I don't think Lisa ever was, like, typing or anything or getting these awful things to say to Garcelle's son or whoever. No way. No way. But I think somehow she, one night when she was dancing alone in her free people sweats... (laughs) On her Mexican paver floors by herself and her sponge yellow painted walls. And Harry hasn't been seen. He's been making sauce for 12 hours. She gets on the phone and these fans start coming in, you know, or like DMs. Or, and she befriends some of these people that she doesn't know from Adam. Yeah. But she's happy that she thinks she's got a fan and a friend. And somehow it got messy. Somehow there's some weird connection and it's like you know what we should just put you on pause let's let this story die because it could be very very bad for you yeah i agree with that no i I do and listen lisa renna did not help herself and that's the reason why when you are a housewife, and, and this is not a reality star, not the chick from 90 day fiance yeah not the teen mom in idaho when you are a housewife you have this tsunami of fans who are in your DMs, and you have to know when to cut the shit. You have to separate that from your life. And the problem with Lisa Renna, I think she had too much time on her hands. I agree with you. I think she allowed the fans to really get to her. Mm-hmm. And it was sad to see because she is a, a professional woman in Hollywood where she was taught you sort of let that world be that world and not let it impact your life. She became unlikable. I used to love Lisa Renna. I am not a Kathy Hilton stan. Do I believe Kathy said the F word? Yes, I do. I'm a gay man. I believe it. But I'm going to say something to you. As much as I believe she said it, Lisa Renna was so unlikable that I, too, as a gay man, said, Lisa, shut the fuck up. Who cares anymore? And that's, I'm being honest about it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. because Lisa was so unlikable. You brought this Melilla envelope from Kinko's. There was nothing in it. Wait, was that at the reunion? At the reunion. Okay, all right. She walked out with this Manila envelope, okay? Like she was the main juror on a trial. She hid it behind her pillow and never once brought it out. And then the fans were like, what happened to this envelope? Where's your receipts? Andy Cohen said on his radio show, oh, it was nothing about what Kathy said was other stuff. It, it, I think it, I think it was, a, was it the Elton John stuff. The, the and, Elton John stuff. And like, it just wasn't juicy enough for the show. Fuck? Yeah. Who gives a fuck? The problem is this. Lisa Renna did not do herself any favors by biting the hand that feeds her. You, you have to learn this is a game of politics. You have to understand that look. Although the fans are reading me for filth, they're booing me at BravoCon, I know that at the end of the day, none of those motherfuckers are signing my paycheck. And now Lisa Renna is forced to stay at home and help Harry Hamlin with his lines. Yeah. That's what she's been reduced to. I think she's sad, and I'm going to say this to you. I feel bad for her. She lost her mom, and now she lost her job. And I think we all need to give her some grace for that because that's tough. And you know this because you know her personally. That's really sad when you really think about it that way. But I do think like Tamara Judge, she's going to be put on pause for one season. And I think next season she'll come back. This is what she should do. Really 
sell this fucking lipstick because it is really good. Is it really good? It really is so good. Anyway, <laughs> I just like it so much. Anyway, um, focus on that. Uh, and then um, I don't think – I think there's a possibility that they have another reality show with her family. I don't think she should take it. I'm not watching that. I don't think she should take it. I don't think it's good for her no. girls. I don't think it's good for her family. No way. I think she should – like focus, enjoy, go on some trips, whatever, go on modeling with the daughters. Definitely go on the next Ultimate Girls trip. Yes. And have fun like that. But and stay relevant that way and have fun that way. But maybe you don't ever have to be on the show regularly. I mean, you're you know, I mean, she is 60 or close to it. She's got such a good body. She looks so good. So good. Like, why don't you go back and be on, like, a lifetime? Just have some fun. I know it won't pay as much as Housewives. But, like, you have money. You'll be fine. Your and house is paid for. You Like, yeah, we're good. You're good. You're yeah. good. But I will say this. If Crystal and Dorit are back, that's a fucking problem. So what do you think should happen there? If you got rid of Lisa Renna and you're keeping Dorit, that's a slap in the face to Lisa Renna. Well, of course, Lisa Renna, I mean, I that's I think she's always brought stuff. Like I just, you know, she was the one like Munchausen's. That was <laughs> juicy stuff. Yeah. And we were all thinking it. And whether it was fed to her by a fan herself or Lisa Vanderpump or a producer, who cares? It got us a juicy show. Like, so she always kept it moving along with looking gorgeous, being funny, and being kind of a hoot. So, like, yeah, I think, well, did her head get too big? Whatever. Um, maybe, but she was never like mean like a Dorinda. No, she wasn't a mean drunk. She wasn't mean. And I love Dorinda, but she wasn't a mean drunk. She wasn't she was, mean. She was funny, and but that's the reason why, listen, as a former Housewives producer, I will say this to you. I also blame the producers of that show because they should have reeled Lisa Renna in and saying, look, girl, this is too much. Calm down a bit because I can tell you this. Once this shit airs, they're going to turn on you. Thank you for giving us the story, Kathy Hilton. We appreciate that. But let us help you navigate through that. I'm I, I'm hoping they gave her that sort of grace because when you look at the season, and I'm going to just say it, Dorit and Crystal are the most boring Beverly Hills housewives I have seen since Carlton. I'm over Carlton it. Carlton was the witch. Yes. Yeah. Who put a, 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 a some voodoo on Kyle, allegedly. Yeah. You know, like... Dorit is modeling her dresses that we haven't seen the payoff of. She fucking decorated the corner of an Italian restaurant that Joe Gorga used to own. Do you know what I mean? Like, no one cares about that. Crystal, to me, is a liar, liar, pants on fire. Not the leather pants she wore that was so ugly. The other pants. I believe Crystal heard Kathy Hilton say the F word. But because Crystal is involved in this very exclusive 90210 friendship and was group. Friends, friends with Kathy. Yes, she protected Kathy. Crystal's alliance is to Kathy Hilton and her friend group, not the 14 who dropped like a bad habit. I'm talking about this very exclusive friendship group that Kathy Hilton's a part of. She's more loyal to that than the show. Crystal is like watching paint dry. Well, I think Crystal is gorgeous. Beyond. And. and she is in love with her husband, and she's a good mom, and she's rich, 
And it's that is just not what makes a good housewife. No. Like she's a she, it makes a good person walking on this earth. A great human being. But but <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I think she'll stay and we'll see what happens and maybe they'll bring in some other girls that she has history with that could be kind of fun for her to like have some fun or some disagreements with or whatever. But I think yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, Lisa Rinna's departure is a loss to the show. And unless they have somebody who's going to get in there and do the dirty work, because, again, she knew how to stir the pot. None of those girls are doing that. I'm a huge fan of Kyle Richards. Unpopular, I know, but who gives a fuck? I I think everyone likes Kyle. It's funny. But, again, when you base this off of Housewives Twitter, they hate Kyle. But, you know... But it's not the real world. Right. I mean, if a million people are watching and only, like, 300 are (laughs) tweeting about it, I don't know why you would take the advice of the 300 tweeters. Exactly. Yeah. Kyle is the mainstay of the show, but Kyle knows not to get her hands super dirty. Erica Jane, to me, is fascinating. She's a great villain. I love her to pieces. I think she's great. But she also had Lisa Renna to sort of like be that Thelma to her Louise. There is not one person, at least, Garcelle's not doing it. No. Sutton ain't doing shit. Who is going to be the messy messenger? We thought Brandy Glanville, but she's doing Ultimate Girls Trip for the 15th time. And they're not going to ask her to be back on Housewives. I don't think so, ever. Unless she marries someone really rich or is dating someone really rich. Well, that's not happening. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, we, yeah. Yeah. So, well, we'll see what happens, but it'll be exciting. Um, Lisa Vanderpump, she reacted to it. There's no reason, she'll never come back. There's no reason to. She's yeah, got Vanderpump no. rules. No need. Um, our Diana Jenkins left as a, anyone. It is really crazy when they, um, I don't have it here, but they did like the, the, her old face with his <gasps> face. And oh. it really, can you look up her old face with his face? It. Oh, really? It, I have never seen someone that looks so unrecognizable. She was a pretty person before, but it's like she, she got more than lip injections. She got like a lip lift and a nose job and then filler in her face. And it's like, I mean, honestly, like if she was your friend, you would not be able to recognize her like walking in an airport. You wouldn't. It's crazy. Was she, like, running away from the police? And, like, is she on the run? I don't know. It's just one of those, like, plastic surgery faces that, are like, look so incredibly different. It's like... Yeah. Let me just send that, like... Yeah, look how different it is. Yeah, she was weird and boring, and it didn't work out. She only did this show to get famous. <clears throat> that was it. And then you realize, you know what? Being famous isn't fun when everybody's writing you horrible things. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, my God. She looks like one of those people that was on Rock of Love. Yeah, she looks so different. Like, so, so different. Oh, wow. I think she just got, like, a lot of filler in her face or something. Absolutely. Anyway, there you go. Bye, Diana. Bye, Diana. So she's gone. We knew that was going to happen. Oh, wait. Let me go back to this. Hold on. Um, Okay. So Diana's gone. Um, Okay. Did you hear that? She just got fired from Southern Charm, Catherine. What's the tea? Okay, so the tea on Catherine Dennis, she's been on since for eight years on Southern Charm. Do you know much about Southern Charm? I know a little bit about okay. it. She was an original cast member. She was 21 when she joined, and a pretty 
tall, redheaded girl and um, got with the this guy on it who was this 50-year-old man, had two kids out of wedlock in between breakups with him. She's had drug issues. She's had the fighting with the kid, like, you know, custody with this guy. He's had accusations of sexual assault. In the end, he now has custody of this, like, seven- and six-year-old girl. She leaves him. They're, they're broken up. His name is... Thomas Ravenel. And yes. she gets with this other guy who coincidentally has the same last name, Ravenel, which is like this big name in, you know, in the South. Like yeah. They own bridges. But he's black. But his <gasps> last name is Ravenel. Oh. And he's cute. And they're a couple. Okay. I'm and they're fascinated. a couple. They're a couple. And there was some things of her being accused in a Twitter back and forth of her being racist. So then she gets this boyfriend who's black and people are like, why are you doing that? But they're a couple like for a while. (laughs) And then she says, um, then there's accusations or something going on that did he uh, physically assault her and she had a black eye. They do a full investigation. They there's no proof that he did anything. It could have been a filler. (laughs) <laughs> it, 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 we don't know. Anyway, for all those reasons, I'm assuming just my opinion, they're like, goodbye. You're just too much. Also, she wouldn't show up to stuff. Oh, bye. She was a diva. She wasn't good to the production team. She was constantly drama, and she wasn't really that f- clever anymore. It was just something weird and sad. She was always, like, freaking, and they're always like, is she okay? It wasn't a good friend. She's just a big flake. So I don't know what... But she's been on the show since she was 21 years old. And I really wonder, when you're already an unstable person, and a third of your life was just being a star for doing nothing, making money, having people be like, ah, Catherine! You know, when you're not, you didn't write a song, you weren't an actor. Now you're 30, and you've been dumped from this show, like... Wow, if I was someone close to her, I'd be a little bit scared about where she's going to end up. Well, I guess OnlyFans is the first thing. <laughs> Danielle Staub's on OnlyFans, too. Did you know that? Do you know that Denise Richards did a 60% off sale for the holidays? What is she selling? OnlyFans. But what is she selling on OnlyFans? Sexy stuff. Have you seen it? No, but I mean, all the way those girls really make their money is they correspond almost like a webcam girl, like DMing with certain men like they don't make they make the money for someone paying 10 or 20 dollars a month to see their sexy photos but the way you really make the money is you get a guy you know oh to start to talk to you and okay for a hundred dollars i'll talk to you for you know 1500 i'll do a video chat with you oh that's how you really really and i don't know that she's doing that but um the 60% off for the holidays, and she wore, like, a Santa outfit. I, You know what it made me say? I go, you know, I am so glad that I never was that hot. <laughs> Heather, I mean, with the Lisa Rinna Beauty makeup, I think you look very hot I today. Think, I look, I'm happy, but I'm saying, like, sometimes being a really attractive person, whether you use it for acting or not... It's kind of such a curse because it's always like if you didn't have to develop anything else and she is an actress and stuff, but then she gets in this position, which is, I believe, Charlie Sheen, who was giving her so much money. The kids are now over 18. 
She has a third child she adopted who's special needs. She has the Aaron boyfriend who had the weird business of whatever that was with a very uh, expensive office real estate wise in Malibu, right on PCH. Don't know if he still has it. I don't know how many people were really going to him for like wave therapy or whatever it was. (laughs) Then she gets let go from the housewives and she's going to Canada doing these crappy movies and, and then her daughter does OnlyFans, and she's like, I guess I'll do OnlyFans. There's still a bunch of, you know, guys. A mother-daughter special? They don't do stuff together, but I think she was like, look, there's a bunch of still, you know, 50-year-old creeps that have been jerking off to me since I made up with that, you know, with that girl in the in the pool or whatever. And they live at their- Guilty as charged as a teenage boy. And they, they live at their mother's house, and they've got extra income to have an OnlyFans an girlfriend. Lube. Yeah, so the thing is this. I think Kappa needs to do that. No, listen, that's not, listen, listen, listen. No, no shame in the game. I'm Go. Go- I'm going to tell you guys this as a reality producer. There's no life after Bravo for you. Breaking news, 911. And the network knows that, which is why when they get let go of the show, you can't go anywhere. Because newsflash, newsflash, when you try to pitch a former housewife to another network, they don't want her. And the feedback that you get is this person is so branded as a housewife that she does nothing for our network. Now, listen, there's different rules to the system, right? One may get involved and and, and, and make that way, but 99% of them, there isn't life after Bravo for you. There just isn't in terms of getting back on television. So, Catherine, listen, Denise Richards arguably is an icon for all of the teenage boys like myself who whacked off to her when they were a, a, a teen. But after Housewives... Nothing has happened to her career. And you would think like she would do more movies that Kyle Richards in. She's in a box office Halloween movie, brought Jamie Lee Curtis on the show. Denise Richards came and bring Charlie Sheen to do a scene at a lunch spot with the daughter. Yeah. So it's gonna be hard for Catherine to do anything outside of being a lack of a Southern Belle. Yeah. So that's that's the scoop there. Um Okay, let's talk about New Jersey. Oh, boy. You got me in trouble, Heather McDonald. You got me in trouble. (laughs) Heather! You got me in trouble. How? Melissa's not happy with me. What did she say? First of all, you came on here. (laughs) Are you blaming me? And you shared. No, I loved it. I loved it. You shared the age-old question. Was Teresa blindsided? Was Melissa campaigning to get on this show? And yes, it's all, it, all, it has been proven through Daniel Taub and everybody else. She wanted to be on the show. Does that make her a bad person? No, but she wasn't honest with her sister. And then some other things have come out that she has allegedly was, you know, kind of excited to go at her in this situation. We don't know. So... Um, so Melissa then reached out to me and was like, I'm so hurt, you know, because I like Joan Melissa. I one time interviewed them on Wendy when I was guest hosting. I had her come on my, like a live juicy scoop a few years ago with Margaret. I really, I went out to dinner with them. I liked them as a couple. And I was like, 
And I wrote back to her and I go, what does it even really matter? But I'm like sorry, you... I'm to cut you off. What is she... I'm sorry. What? Listen, I don't have anything against Melissa and Joe. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I'm not like, oh, fuck you guys. But what is she mad at? I'm so I'm so confused. Why is she mad she at you? Said, she said to me that she did tell Teresa that they were coming to her shore house to interview her. So her account from what she shared with me is that Teresa being blindsided is not true. She may have not known that we got it, but like she knew that I was talking to them and was like, good, go, go, good luck. And so the where it all gets confusing with me is, is that true? But then it, can both things be true at the same time? So then did, did then all of a sudden they signed the contract and everything. And at no point did Teresa or uh, Melissa or Joe say, oh, my God, we just did the shore interview. They said I'm on. This is going to be amazing. And apparently the first day that we're going to be shooting as like really being active parts is when you come to my our son's christening. Now, maybe they didn't because maybe the producers were like, don't tell because we're hoping for something. Then I heard that Teresa said on her show that it got back to her through her mother or something that Joe, remember how like it was so weird for a viewer at home to be like, she's like, hey, congratulations on your son's christening. And then he just like got really angry and he was, and she's like, Jesus. And he's freaking out and he's like, that's my father. And I'm like, why is he so mad that his father was a good uh, father-in-law? To Joe Judice, like, I don't, I'm like, what do we, like, as a viewer, it was very weird. So now Teresa says that, got back to her, that apparently he planned on having that kind of outburst because yeah. her outburst of flipping the table he made her privileged. the most uh, iconic housewife Correct. ever. And that has just come back to her, that's just come to her now. And so... But the other side of it where I was saying to Melissa was I was like, Melissa, like, what does it really – I don't get why – I get why maybe this is why throughout the years they can come together, they can hate each other, they can come together, they can have a couple laughs, they can support each other with their kids, whatever. But why it always comes down to this thing. But I'm also like, I get it, like, Teresa was on first, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Melissa and Joe have been a huge part of the show for, like, whatever. Teresa's been on for 15. They've been on for 13. Like, at this point, it's like, come no, on. I, they're I they're talented and, and very fun to watch as well. Like I've said that, too. And again, for the Melissa Gorga stands, you know, I don't have an issue with Melissa. However, I am friends in real life with Teresa Judice. We're friends. Yeah. I can only tell you the truth as it is to me. And in Teresa's defense, honestly, her story has never changed. It just hasn't. I don't know Melissa like that. I like to focus on the facts. Melissa's story has changed a couple of times in terms of, no, she did know. And then I say, no, she found out you guys were on the show based on, you know, her being asked to come to this event. Well, we told her we were auditioning. You see what I'm saying? It gets confusing. But you know what I can kind of compare it to? What? Is I just thought of this. I kind of think it's like where, okay, you have a a really good friend. You absolutely adore this really good friend, okay? Mm -hmm. And you now are friends with um, 
some kind of exciting people that this friend would die to be invited to. And they're, you know, and, but but you're like, I just kind of like having these friends to myself. Yeah. And I kind of like seeing you as my sister-in-law and having sprinkle cookies with you over here. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, and, and then it's like, oh, then the friend goes, oh, I ran into the exciting friends at this restaurant and we had such a good time. We said, we both love you. Anyway, we exchanged numbers and... Anyway, I know you're out of town next weekend, but the four of us are all getting together. And you're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't really know if I want these two worlds to all collide. I kind of like keeping these fabulous friends to myself. For sure. So put that now on a reality show that's a job and stuff. And I do think she was like, not necessarily like, I, I, I never, I just don't think it ever entered Teresa's mind that they might be chosen. But she definitely didn't want it. She didn't suggest it. She didn't, because of all those reasons, I want to be the star and I want to have this be part of my life. And I want to be able to see you when I visit my parents and our kids play together. And like, I think it was more that. I don't think it was like, I'm so jealous of Melissa. I don't want her to also have the fun that it wasn't I have. That. It was more just like, I really don't know that I want these worlds to collide. And once they got cast, she knew. Now this the landscape of what I thought my future would be as a television star and a sister-in-law it will never be the same and it's you know and it hasn't been so no. no so on my podcast um reality with the king Teresa was a guest a few weeks ago yeah she said similar to what you're saying yeah that based on and let's 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 think about this Teresa was on the show season one, along with Dina Manzo and Caroline Manzo and right. Jacqueline Larita. Right. Two sisters who married a set of brothers right. and their sister-in-law. Right. Right? She saw firsthand the drama of well, what this family was going through. And what Teresa has seen, obviously, she was like, I will never want to go through that. Right. Teresa was never jealous of Melissa joining the show. Teresa, to your point, yeah. was like, this is my thing. Right. And I don't want to bring my brother, who I do have this very sensitive relationship with, on the show. Because I've seen for two years what this show has done to families. And to Teresa's credit, Teresa was extremely close to her parents. And her parents worshipped the ground Teresa walked on. And she did not want to display that to hurt her parents. Right. So whether or not Melissa gave her the heads up, listen, I'm going to be honest with you, me and Teresa are so close, Teresa would have called me to say, guess what? Um, Melissa interviewed for the show. Teresa never called me with that. When Teresa called me on a sunny afternoon on a Sunday, you know, East Coast time, she was extremely hurt. Based on me knowing this woman, I find it hard to believe that she had a heads up. Her reaction was, can you fucking believe Melissa is going to be on the show with my brother? And I'm scared of what to do. Teresa was close to quitting the Real Housewives in New Jersey that day. I talked her into continuing on with the show. She was really like, I would rather keep the peace than continue on with this show. And I said, look, bitch, you are the show. Like, there's no show without you. That's why she kept doing the show. Because right. I convinced her to do it. 
She was ready to quit. So for people to say, like, oh, it's because she's jealous, Teresa, when she spoke to Joe Gorga, Teresa revealed on my podcast that her mother, may she rest in peace, told her, your brother planned that because he wanted a moment like your table flip moment, and he knew what to do with it, which is why the producers told Teresa, go talk to your brother. So when you watch that scene, Joe is conveniently sitting at a fucking round table by himself, and Teresa's walking with a little Gia, like, well, um, great party. The fuck you doing over here? You're garbage. And she's like, wait, what? Yeah, it came out of nowhere as that, a viewer. And, yeah. and, and there you have it. Yeah. There you have it. Um, that's, that's crazy. So listen, Melissa, yeah. I know you're listening. Yeah. This isn't shade to you. This is what I would like for Melissa to do. Because mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. I think if she says, look, New Jersey, especially Franklin Links, is a small town. Did I want to get on TV? Fuck yeah. I saw what it, what it did to Teresa's career. I want some of that action. I think we all can say, well, at least she's honest about it. At yeah. least she's honest about it. And to your point, and I've said this, as much as I love Teresa and that's my girl, Melissa and Joe Gorga are good for the show. They're good for the show. They're great television. Yeah. So at this point, it's been 13 years. It's fine. You made it. And you know what's interesting is I was reading her latest book. Like, Who's? Teresa's. I just had oh. it and I just started to read. <laughs> I started to read some of it. And she said how she wanted to take dance lessons and all this stuff, but her mom was an immigrant and she didn't drive. She didn't know how to get her that. And I thought that was interesting because Melissa, too, you know, was into dance and music. So it's like, there's a, and that's what I find so interesting about the housewives is many of them as little girls dreamed of being famous and stuff but none of them did the work they got married they had kids and they had and then all of a sudden wait there's a job for someone that's done nothing but been a rich pretty mom would you like to be on tv and it's like fuck yeah yeah and like and so that's what it is but i do you do you think there's more of a chance of Teresa and Joe and Melissa mending their sibling relationship or Harry and William? (laughs) It's more plausible for Harry, William, Megan, and Kate to have a double date at P.F. Chang's. Don't say that. In Sacramento, California, than it is for Teresa, Joe Gorga, and Melissa Gorga to ever have a relationship. I think the door is closed forever and ever. Teresa's done. I, I think, to Ter- listen, Teresa did not reveal too much about what's to come this upcoming season. I, listen, and this is the thing. I know Teresa. When she tells me something, she means it. Teresa is done. Well, the day that she met, this is one of my favorite moments in Housewife history. <laughs> she meets... With Rosie. <laughs> and what's the other one? Kathy? Kathy Wakili. Yeah, and Rosie. And the day that they realized that their gravy train was done. <laughs> because she was like, I'm done. You said shit about my parents. You were totally awful and not supportive of me at the hardest time of my life. The only reason you're on the show is because you're my cousins. And if I'm not going to fuck with you, there's no scenes. <laughs> Bye. And it was 
no one no one thinks you're so hilarious now, Rosie. Where are you? Where is Rosie? Life after Bravo. By the way, speaking of shows about life after Bravo and things like that, have you seen any of the Special Forces show on Fox? <laughs> I literally had nightmares about it last night. My friend Dr. Drew is on it. He leaves the first seat, the first oh, episode. Oh, really? Yeah. He so got, wait, he, he left or got kicked off? No, he got so sick. Oh. He got totally dehydrated. They're like in Jordan. Like, it's just crazy. But the 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 people and stuff that they chose, but it also sounds like hands down for me, you would have to, you know, I don't even know if you, I don't even know if I would do it for $10 million. Oh. It, it is so physically awful and hard. And like, like it's basically like to be a Navy SEAL. It is so, I don't know, but it's a weird, it's kind of a weird show. I, and it's a mixed match of of really weird people. It's like Kate Gosselin, she leaves the first day, and then there's like Jamie Lynn Spears <laughs> and Hannah Brown, Hannah Brown from really The Bachelor. Awesome. Some like tall, good looking black guy who's Wyatt like, Howard. yeah, I don't know sports the NBA people. player. Yeah. What? Then there's this 41 year old woman who was on Seventh Heaven. What? Her last credit was Seventh Heaven. And all I could think about was how many people down the list of, like, reality sports, like, of the pool. Oh, then that other guy that was, like, the White House correspondent or Scaramucci is on it. He was worked for Trump for 11 days. He was already on Dancing with Stars. He's on it. And what's the premise? What are you getting in the end? I don't know what they, I hope they get a big chunk of money in the end because I don't know why everyone wouldn't quit after three hours. I literally had nightmares about it that I was there. <laughs> and they, and like, and Kenya Moore's on it. So far, she's, you know, making it she's work. Good. She's like, you know, yeah. she jumped out of the helicopter backwards and like passed the thing. Oh my then gosh. you're supposed to do this, like the worst kind of zip lining situation. I don't know. I literally was like, I, and then it's just like these hot guys that just like, are talking about who they think is a bigger loser. I, I don't know. It's just that I was just like, I, it's like. So do we think Rosie and Kathy are going to sign up for season no, two? No, but I'm saying like, little, maybe, because I don't know who else is going to go to the Middle East in a hundred degree weather and like jump out of helicopters. And like, I mean, the physical stuff is so hard. I don't know, but. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Okay, well, that's all good. Of course, we're excited to watch this um, show. Jackie, I, I, guess, I guess Jackie got a little bit demoted. Who cares? She's fine. Yeah, listen, I like Jackie, uh, but I heard that the two new girls are bringing it. Good. And that this season, I was told this season is by far one of the best. Well, I mean, I love all the girls. I love Jersey so much. I, I mean, I, I like Jennifer. I like Margaret. Uh, uh, Dolores. God, talk about a great plastic surgery glow up. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Teresa, of course. I love Melissa. Jackie. Her I husband's love them hot. all. It's all good. It's so, a great cast. It's great. Now. Speaking of black eyes. Yes. So Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. What is your thought as a producer of the visceral anger that the how that the fans have felt over the milking out of Heather Gay's black eye who is to blame who should you get angry with I think Heather herself the thing is this <laughs> you cannot be on this show because what was interesting about Salt Lake City in my opinion 
once Jen Shaw was um, accused and then found right. later to be guilty of committing those crimes, they tried to position Heather as the face of the franchise. To me. Yes. When you are the face of the franchise, Teresa Judice, Kyle Richards. Right. You have to give the audience everything. And based on what Heather has presented with her black eye, that we kind of saw an episode before, it was a little purple. So for me, look, I think she's being overly, overly dramatic <clears throat> about it because she needs a storyline. Heather, this season, is boring. I stopped watching the show after episode five because I couldn't take any more of it. But what about the choir? Have they? Don't you want to know what's going to happen with the choir? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't care about the show anymore. And I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you why. What was interesting about Salt Lake City, besides the, the snow, was this idea of Jen Shaw. Yeah. And, and how Shaw amazing she was. You made us want to know more about this crazy character. You lost her. Then you lost Mary Cosby, who was so interesting and different. Okay, I, but I, they're both uh, have suspicious lives. Yes, okay. but, 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 but that's the good thing. Because think about it. When you think about Salt Lake City, you only think about the Sundance Film Festival. So to know you had these two women of color who were colorful... You're sort of like, there's something interesting about that that I haven't seen before within this landscape of Salt Lake City. I really think that the milking out of the black guy is what is going to be the demise if this doesn't come back. <gasps> you think they're they're over with? I don't know. I mean, are you into this season? I watch it, but I some I do get bored, and I sometimes have to watch it in a couple stages. And I like Whitney. I'm scheduled to interview Whitney. I do want to know more about Whitney's life. I feel like I don't know about her life, and I'm curious to know about it. I like Heather. I've gone out and had fun with Heather. What I think would happen with Heather and her black eye is I think she got really drunk that night when she's smashing naked tits with Jen Shaw and everything. And I think she, like, slipped or fell or hit her eye or whatever. And the next morning when she woke up, I think she and the producers concocted this thing to have a storyline. Also, I think they were worried about possibly her getting so drunk while on set and hurting herself. And I think they were and then I think she was like, okay, and then you can reveal the story in your book. That's what I've heard. I heard she reveals Bad the Mormon. story in the book. Yeah, I heard she reveals it in the book. Of, and, what, and, of and, what happened. And you expect us to buy that book. To 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 go I'm to not, to go to not you meaning meaning Heather. I know, it's only going to take one Bravo person to read exactly. the book and tell us. I'd so rather I'll, have that. Yes, yeah. please. I'll go to like Queens of Bravo to understand what happened. I'll go to the Barnes and Noble and read it and then not buy it. <laughs> like I do all my books. Yeah. No. So the thing about it is this. I actually agree with you. I think I don't think Jen Sean punched no. her in the eye. I'm going to tell you the, the death of Heather when she was in her confessionals. With her Britney Spears weave. Yeah. And the bleach blonde. And she's like, I'm I'm trying to protect myself. Like, what do you mean protect? I'm protecting myself. It was like, what the, like, what is happening here? Like, against who? Like, it was so dark and so weird that me and Megan McCain were texting and was like, this shit is awful. It's bad. Salt Lake City needs to go wherever Lisa Renna's at because I'm over this franchise. 
it's it's it started off to be very interesting, but I think they jumped the shark. Well, also, I don't know that we're gonna know what really happened to Whitney's childhood. So there's all these storylines. We'll learn that, on like, Dancing with the Stars. We'll learn when she goes on Dancing with the Stars. Life after Bravo. Oh, okay. Um, but so she'll get Dancing with the Stars, Whitney. She's, got she's a good gorgeous, body. A good she's body. Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah okay. for sure. But like with Heather, I think that um, I think the best thing Heather did was was have that beauty lab. I think the beauty lab is a great idea, and I think she will be, be a good businesswoman in Salt Lake City. After, I do think she did enjoy the limelight a little bit too much. And I think got a little full of herself. Oh, yeah. And with this, like, I'm trying to protect myself. I also saw this. I don't even think about it. What also I think really pissed off people is there are people that are victims of domestic violence. Yes. And then someone even said, like, is she stealing your thing? Because when I fainted on stage uh, in <gasps> Tempe, when I fell back and hit my, cracked my the back of my, yeah, my head, my skull, eye. that's what caused the black eyes. And, you know, and I let everyone know what that was, but, like, I didn't milk it out for publicity or anything. I'm like, hey, I got every test. I don't know what it is. I've never fainted since. This is why I have the black eye. Um, it's not because I said Jesus loves me the most, okay? Like, a lot of people think Jesus flicked me. I'm like, so they let all these people die of COVID. But when he heard me, like, make a light joke that isn't very funny, he was like, Screw Bye. that bitch, okay? <laughs> so I don't believe that. But, like, I think, you know, there there are victims of domestic violence and stuff. And to, to uh, like, hint at that. it, like, or that someone could have broken into your home when there's, like, the fucking Idaho murders on our mind. Like, because you were in that little guest house, did somebody come in the way they showed the door and we don't see the door and we see the door clicking? And, like, all of this, like, I just think people were like, stop, like, this is not what we signed up for 10 years ago when we became fans. Yeah, and I think, listen, I, I said this on my show, too, that I don't know what's going to happen with the future of these housewives. It, it To me, it's becoming to the point where instead of being in the moment, they're trying to become the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we liked it because these women weren't conscious of... of, of the cameras, like, or they were self-deprecating. Ramona Singer, Turtle Time, it wasn't something she, like, jot in her journal. I'm going to have this moment. You know, we're living now at a, in a time where these housewives have studied the genre, and they're trying to one-up each other. And I think Salt Lake City is on its last legs. I don't see a reason for it to come back. It's not that interesting at all. And what Heather is doing kind of goes along the lines of, you women are so desperate to have a moment that is going to be the death of your show. I know, and that's that's the thing is because yeah, ten years ago, whatever when it started, when when you know Luann was being like, "Be cool, don't be all uncool." There you she go. She wasn't saying that, thinking that it was going to be on coffee cups one day. No, she wasn't. Or even uh, Potomac when um, Robin goes I am so glad Juan Dixon isn't here yeah <laughs> it's such a weird thing that we all find funny and like why he's bringing it up but like that wasn't her conscious decision exactly. and like yeah I agree and when you feel like someone is trying to be like what is the iconic thing or what is it and, and in her defense Heather's defense if we ever do find out the truth again I think she might have just was trying to make it juicy for the show or even 
in cahoots with one of the producers and it just didn't work. It just didn't work. Yeah, and I think to your point is because they knew they did not have much material this season. Right. It was only about Jen Sean and like really no, I think this Wednesday is when we finally, you know, get to see that she pleads. But like lead, leading up to this, it's like, oh, is she going to go to trial? Is she not? Okay. Well, let's talk about, so what do you think about the six and a half years and what happens to her? So look, I was surprised that she only got six and a half years. I did expect more. And mm. I think a lot of that had to do with, I guess, know, eight and a half. Yeah. The, 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 the experts. Yeah. Um, listen, I, listen, Jen Shaw was great television. You know what I mean? Yeah. It does beg the question of, if you have this checkered past, why sign up to do a show where you know what happened to my friend Teresa, right? Where people who are watching it, they work in all sorts of professions, and they're going to dig and dig well, and I, dig. I think, I think from everything I've studied is this started out as a scam. It was never a legit business. It started out as a scam and she did it for 10 years. So when the show came in at year seven, um, she'd gotten away with it for so long and she was like, yeah, let's be shamazing. Let's show off my life. And and just the ultimate narcissist that thinks that she's never going to get caught. And that's it. And what's crazy about it is, did you read that she told the judge, I, I still am a star of the show? Like, no. Kind of alluding. So she said, I'm still a current cast member of Salt Lake City Housewives. And people said if she got sentenced to six and a half years, she may do five, mm-hmm. right? You do 80% of your, your time. So in five years, that would make season eight of Salt Lake City. Do you think there's a world to where she's going to come back to the show? I don't think the show will be on in five no, years. absolutely not. So I think, unfortunately, listen... I'm happy that the victims got justice because to pimp out the elderly is fucked up. And also it's 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 hopefully will stop other people because there are a lot of people do this. And hopefully this harsh sentence will if you're involved, if you're doing this on the side with your friend or whatever, hopefully you'll quit this year and not get caught and not to be taken away from your family in due time because She's going to do some hard time for it. What do you think about the fact that she, um, what do you think about that restraining order thing? Ooh, what's that? Okay, so the restraining order thing is um, the prosecution or, no, this woman got a restraining order against her because she claimed that Jen Shaw was having an affair with her husband. And when she called her out on it, Jen Shaw came to to her house. And because of that, she filed a restraining order. And she wanted this, she wanted the prosecutor to be aware of it to help get her more time. Oh my gosh. And you know, the, all the rumors about the affair stuff. Do you remember? I don't know if you watched it, but they, I were, do. they were like, was, I dropped her off. Yes. And then she got out of the Uber and the she Uber, went to someone's yes. house. I remember that. And then there was the rumor of when um, uh, Meredith and her husband were separated. And they were screwing the same guy in New York. Yes. And they were jealous. It's all alleged rumors. And someone told me who the guy was. (gasps) And he was this guy from New York, from Real Housewives in New York, that was like in some of the episodes who was like friendly with Ramona. Not Harry, though. No, he was this dark haired (laughs) guy that was like kind of big. 
And I don't want to say who it is because I don't know, but this is all the rumors and I don't know that any of it's that true. That Jen and Meredith were both allegedly sleeping with. Yes. <gasps> and so they were like, you know, and then who, and then I don't know if that has anything to do with uh, this woman that got the restraining order doesn't seem like her dude was that guy in New York because he was definitely not married. Right. So I don't know if they have an open relationship. I don't know what their deal is. I don't know if what, I mean, he seems to support her now, but at the same time, I mean, he obviously, to never ask about your wife's business when you're an educated man, you're an attorney, and then when she has depositions coming up, you're there to guide her. I'm not saying he had it, his hands in it, but it makes me think when he knew she was doing this and he was reaping the benefits from all the money, maybe that was the time for him to be like, you know what? I don't need to be an attorney anymore. I don't really love it. And this shit is going on. Let me do what I really love and teach football, coach Ooh. football. <sighs> There's a lot to unpack there because what was also revealed um, while she was getting sentenced, did you hear about this? That there's audio of Jen talking to, I think, was it the guy? Was it Stu? Stu. And she says something along the lines, allegedly, that, oh, don't worry, coach will get us out of this, or something like that. That's not alleged because those are texts that they actually got from the yeah, phone. Yeah, okay. Yes. So there you go. So it she does... said, coach, she didn't say coach will get out of this. She said, coach, I have a spreadsheet in which, you know, of how to answer all these questions, and coach is gonna help me do it. It begs the question if he knew. Now, look, I want to talk about Erica Jane and Tom Girardi. Yes. In my opinion, I don't think Erica knew anything. My opinion. I think she enjoyed the luxury of the private plane, the private glam squad, and the private food. Like, I think she enjoyed all of those perks. I don't think she knew what the fuck he was doing. Well, he was also doing it for, like, 30 years. Exactly. So when she stepped into the marriage... This is what it was. She was a waitress. He, she was the third wife, the, the arm candy. She spend whatever you want. Why? I don't know that she would really know that no. he was stealing from Paul to pay Peter or whatever the thing is. And like, you know, and then that all. And then for the people that the money that went um, paying for her lifestyle and for her money, you know, I know people that did her hair and makeup and stuff, and she played very well because she could. Mm -hmm. And they would, they would, oh, and you'll get your check from whatever Donna at Girardi and Keys. So when you see the list of where the twenty five million went, I mean that's just like photographers and makeup people yeah. and all, and they got paid from there. Yeah. And yeah. so she was, so he was, so how am I going to pay these people? That's fine. Just put all the bills through Donna or whatever her name is. And so like. Look, you know, I think she didn't handle the whole thing right. I think she's finally realizing that her persona is, but I don't think anything's going to happen to her. No, and, I, and as I'll far think... as like, but but she has nothing. She's lost everything. She doesn't to be married for twenty two years and be fifty years old and to be one time living in a ten million dollar house and now you have a little doll house. I mean, it's still, but it's a, <laughs> a rental. I mean, you know, it has a pool. But but she makes six fifty a year or whatever, and hopefully she's. Not blowing it all on Glam Squad and flying them out. Hopefully she learns how to do her own makeup and cuts some corners and starts to really, like, build up a life again for herself. Yeah. But yeah. that's the reason why I brought it up. Because when it comes to Coach and Jen Shaw, what's different, like you outlined, 
they were already married when she allegedly started to do what she was doing, right? Like, they're already married. Yeah. So, as someone's husband, mm-hmm. I think you kind of know what your wife is up to. And that's the reason why it's a little dicey there. No, Coach knew. You think, oh, you think, 100%. yeah. 100%. Yeah. But he could have also been a little bit, if you believe Erica, you know, a little bit like, I don't need the details. I don't, That's your business. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just crazy. But look, without Jen Shaw, the show is going down the drain. Well, now, the last thing I want to discuss is you have a new juicy-ass show. Grown Gospel on We, coming this March. Yes. I just saw this on your stories. And this is, to me, it looks like a bunch of rich-ass preachers. <laughs> These are the private jet preachers. The, how did this come about? Tell me about this. So the show is based in Detroit, Michigan, which is my hometown. And these are the offsprings of some legends in the gospel community. Oh, that, I didn't know that. That's juicy. It's the offspring of these gospel royalty in Detroit, Michigan. So They're the, the Nepo preachers. Exactly. So the New York Times, we need a feature about this. So yeah. we have the gospel version of Kate Hudson, Bruno oh. Paltrow. Yes. <laughs> that is juicy. And it's really about their lives as adults. It's a group of friends who have known each other for over 20 years. And you get a chance to see what happens when you are immersed in this lifestyle of gospel community, the church, and how... You kind of want to be like everyone else. We are talking about addiction to drugs. We're talking about alcoholism. We're talking about someone being a stripper. It's really deep. It's really detailed. It's not, you know, poking fun at the church. But what it's doing is really showing you that you could be a part of this world and have a very different lifestyle than your parents. And they are so interesting. That's awesome. It's good, Heather. I didn't get that from the Yeah, from the so that trailer. was a little 20, te- 20 yeah. second teaser. Okay, good. So more assets will come out, but that's in a nutshell the show, and it premieres in March of this year on WeTV. I think that's going to be a really good, different show. Yes. Yes. We're, we're talking about some really heavy stuff. Okay, Carlos, tell everybody where they can follow you, listen to you, all that stuff. Yeah, so on my social media pages is at King underscore. My podcast is called Reality with the King, where we have two episodes a week where I interview my celebrity friends in reality television, pop culture, and talk shit. And you can catch my shows, Love and Marriage Huntsville, and DC on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Great. Thanks. Thank you. Well, well, you guys... Carlos and I couldn't stop talking, and we got into even more subjects and even deeper dives and even some stuff that's a little too juicy for the regular show. So where is it landing? On Patreon. It'll be up on Friday on my Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash juicyscoop, and it's right there at heathermcdonald.net, however you want to get it if you haven't already signed up. Plus, I will talk about my thoughts about the week and what's going on in the world. It's the juiciest stuff, and it's all on my Patreon. So check it out. 